It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download their app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera is in San Diego and may be able to join us or maybe he's getting on a plane. We don't totally know yet. Cody Del Mendo and Corey Friedman. And the baseball winter meetings are wrapping up and the Cubs still don't have a shortstop. The chat is already going because the anxiety level has gone from here to here to here and the tension is ready to explode in this studio. Cody walked in today. I could see the anger on his face. Corey walked in. I could see the anger on his face. I looked in the mirror this morning, anger on the face. Why? Because now, tell me this much, guys. Every admit, Go ahead and admit it. Everything I told you was going to happen has happened. It, uh, they right. let Judge go off the board. And the prices for all these guys that they want at shortstop are going we should up know past what they're comfortable with. Than to not listen to you, Stucky. That's the that's the, the message. Mistake number one. I clip, did not clip listen. always listen clip to that. Stucky. Clip that. Uh, this no, is the only time I no, smile I mean, on today's show. List, I mean, it, it's maddening because nobody thought Xander Bogarts was getting eleven years. What was it? Two eighty. Yeah, yeah. Two eighty from the Padres. Nobody thought it was going to be that, but that's. That's the. That's what happens when people set aside four hundred million dollars for Aaron Judge, and then they still have that money, and they feel unsatisfied at the winter meetings. Well, and this was always the fear, right? Is we knew it would at some point come down to okay, will Jed go out of his comfort zone and do a long term deal, right? More years than he's comfortable with, or will he, you know, go out of his comfort hold, zone and more AAV, you know, plant his flag and say, no, I'm not going to do that. And what you're seeing right now is, you know, there there's still two shortstops left. So, like, we'll see, right? right. We're halfway but to Colada. The, the, the thing about the Bogarts thing that's so concerning is that that was always something that was possible, right? Somebody can go nuts. And then you see this stuff out of Boston that is exactly the stuff you're fearing, right? Where the Red Sox, Bogarts wanted to stay in Boston, he wanted to go back to them and have them make another offer, but they were so far apart mm-hmm. from what A.J. Preller in San Diego offered them that he felt he had no choice but to take the deal. That's what one of the Boston Red Sox reporters right. put out there. He felt like he had no choice. That's always the fear, that if Jed is trying to get a deal he believes, as they always say, is intelligent, well, somebody might do something that's dumb. But guess what? 
they're going to get the, they're going to get the star shortstop and you're going to be left trying to sell your fans that you tried really hard. And those deals that seemed dumb before, and not even dumb some of them that just seemed wow, that's not that's not in the the Cubs bank account. The Bryce Harpers, the Manny Machados, those deals where you looked at it and thought, wow, he'd be looking a nice in a Cubs uniform. They all look outrageously affordable now <clears throat> compared to the deals that are coming. So the deals that you're going to have to overspend for now, most likely in two years, you'll look at it and go, well, that's cheaper than what you're paying for those guys today. So yeah. like at, at some point, you got to spend the money. At some point, you have to act like Chicago the city of big shoulders. Stop letting San Diego push you around. Stop letting the Texas Rangers push you around. This is, this like, come on. And, and it's still possible. I, I understand it, Cody. It's still possible. If they get Correa today, we take it all back and we say, wow, that was a great offseason, no matter what they do after that. Well, they, they or if they get the Dansby and somebody else, same thing. It's still possible. But they're getting closer and closer to meltdown point. The, the thing is, Luke, and you have basically hinted at it, is that the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs' top three market team in, in, the, in the city that you just explained, they could have had Correa last offseason for cheaper. You could have had him last year. And now, and now he is going to get even more. And the Cubs have to do it. And if they don't, I will, for the first time in my life, tell everyone if the Cubs, barring that the Cubs pull something out of their ass and somehow give us something that we get excited about. For the, if, if, but if they don't get Correa or even Swanson, then I don't know if that's even going to happen. But for the first time in my life, I will, I, me, I will then get on the board of do not go to beautiful, historic Wrigley Field next season even though they already had lowest ticket prices or ticket sales since 1997 like if they fuck this up again again then i will not encourage people to go to where i love to go every summer i cannot i cannot support or encourage that if the cubs fuck this up again and that's what pisses me off the most is because the cubs were in great position Great position to, 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 to put a winning product out there. You sign Cody Bellinger, who has high upside. You sign a pitcher that has high upside, and you're looking great. But to let, to, but to let what's happened since then happen without still getting the big star, you are setting yourself up for failure again. Again and again. And yes, Luke, the Harper deal, the Machado deal, they look incredible right now. And the Cubs could have done it. I don't care that Jason fucking Hayward was making $22, $25 million a year. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, Tom. I don't care, Jed. I don't care about your intelligent spending, dude. I don't care. How many, how many $300 million players do the Cubs have right now? None. Zero. The Padres have Tatis, $340 million. Machado, $300 million. Xander Bogarts, $280 million. Soto's going to get probably $500 million when he hits the free agent market. They've got Hugh Darvish, who we couldn't afford. Now, I don't disagree with any of the stuff. Trading guys, rebuilding the farm system. But you cannot. If their plan is to simply win with prospects, 
and wait for those prospects to turn into real major leaguers, you're fooling yourselves. It didn't happen last time that way. And you got lucky on all of the prospects. You got Chris so Bryant lucky. was probably the one that you were like for sure. On the timing but you're never sure. of everything. You're never sure. They all came up and they all did it. Yeah. At the, right at the same time. At and most of them as, didn't last that long. That's right. It, right. But forget the fact that they didn't last that long. They got there and they won the World Series with their young prospects. But guys, they didn't do it without John Lester. And Lester was the linchpin. He was the first piece. Ben Zobrist. Yep. Ben, he came next. And then, and then who comes Fowler. after that? Dexter Fowler comes. Why do those money. guys come? Because they, they see the prospects are coming, but they already saw that John Lester did it. And I know you already had... You already had moves to get Lester because you had some guys there that he believed in, and they could sell him on it. Well, this time you're going to have to do that selling point with cash. Yeah. More yeah. cash than anybody else is going to spend because, A, you can't count on the prospects to always be ready to go right out of the way. Example, Chicago White Sox. There's your example. They're not all ready, they're not all great, and they're not going to win unless they spend money. The Sox have blown it too, don't get me wrong, but this is the Cubs podcast. The Cubs need to get that guy to convince the next free agents and those prospects that are in AAA and AA right now to show them we are serious about one thing, winning. Yeah. Winning. And if you continue to let them believe like, well, it's okay to be below 500 and we traded away at the deadline, you can't. You also just had two prospects at the top of your list deal with injuries. Right, yes. one in Canario, rather serious. Yes. One in Davis that you're hoping isn't serious, but has certainly thrown his status and how soon he's going to be, hopefully making his debut and starring at the MLB level into question. Right, so you can't rely on that, even mm -hmm. if you want to. If if you strike out on this, you're going to be left holding in your hand fiscal responsibility. But then to deliver on all these promises, right, improving the offense, adding power, making a competitive team, right, uh, you can do it. But good luck with figuring that out. You've made your job so much harder, executing those trades, trading prospects, all of it. filling in those holes from other teams yeah. is very difficult. You know what's not difficult? Handing Carlos Correa a check and putting him at shortstop for the next eight to ten years. Just do it. And we also are in the territory now where if you don't have an aggressive offseason, right, and there's still time, they're still there, we'll see what happens. But if you don't do this, all this other stuff has been a complete load of bullshit, yeah. right? It is a rebuild. It would be three years. Yeah. I didn't even it, touch it, it on is, that. It is a rebuild. Well, we it know already is. We know it's a rebuild, but the but, rebuild should be over. Yes. But I'm saying they've been trying to never sell us on... We're not calling it a rebuild. It's not going to be like the last time. It would be the same timeline. It would be the same number of years. It and was a restocking of the farm system is what it should have been, not a rebuild. And they did a good job of that. But now is the time to go. Yes. The free agent class next year is not as good. And don't even start with me on like the, well, maybe they're saving it for Otani. Why on earth would we believe that right now? Yeah. Otani. And good luck. Hell, the Angels and good luck might, just, hoping, might just pay him. Right, know? good luck hoping that he even makes the market. But why on earth would we, he's going to get a billion dollars? We should believe right. that they're going to do that. Yes. If we're not going right to pay now, Carlos no Correa, way. you know, if, if we're going to sit here and, 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 and try and bargain with Carlos Correa, how can we talk ourselves into Otani? Right. Guys, these, these are the Chicago Cubs. Yes. Wrigley Field prints cash when you're good. Prints money. They, they should just have the Cubs logo in the middle of it. 
for the $100 bills. They are printing money when they are good. So if you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, well, they're saving for Otani. No, the Dodgers are over there probably saving for Otani. So... Well, the Dodgers You're are a good out. team, though, and they have they're guys already, there. They, they're already a they, team that could win they, the World Series. The, the Dodgers can afford to, quote-unquote, take this free agency off because they have good players, and they have spent in free agency in recent years, right? The Cubs, I have just asked to be in the wild card chase next season. That is right. all I've right. asked. That's the other thing. We're that not even asking all I've for asked. anything. We, we do not have high expectations for next year. But if you want to get to that point, you have to make the John Lester move. Yeah. And the, again, the thing that makes me so angry about the entire scenario is that you could have you could have just got Correa cheaper last offseason. And now you definitely, not only are you going to have to pay him more money, you're going to have to give him more years. There is no yes. way this guy is taking less than, a, less than 10 years. There's absolutely no way. Unless you pay like... 40 plus million AAV, which whatever, not my money. But how can I even talk myself into believing that Jed will do that after what just happened with Bogarts? How can I talk myself into believing that? And this is someone who thinks optimistically 85% of the time. This like, <laughs> Sometimes we're talking about me. <laughs> we're talking about me in terms of how I think about how they run things and how I sit here and I don't agree with Michael Collada more often than not. And now I'm sitting here and I I have I have gone full meatball. I have gone full meatball. Because the Cubs put themselves in this position now. And again, if they get it done, like Luke said at the very beginning, if they get it done, fine, it great. Back. I take it all back. But oh. again, the, even when that contract comes out and we hear and we see that money and everything in the years, we're still gonna sit here and think, well, they probably could have got him on a better contract last year. And which then you're just like Congratulations, Carlos Correa. You are a very smart person. Well, and I don't but think they're going to. If they got Correa right now, they would pay more for him than they would have last year, or they pay more for him than they would have if they signed him four days ago. Yeah. yeah. So, so that part is their own problem. Like, right. but they still have a chance to right the ship on this and go and get one of those two guys. But I listen. I said the Dodgers are probably saving for Otani, right? Otani and Soto are going to probably hit free agency. Great. Do you think the Cubs are going to be the team that's going to go spend the money to go get those guys? Yeah. You're going to be competing against the Dodgers. The Yankees will be back in the mix. Uh, Padres will probably reload again and let some of those guys get away. They'll be back in the mix. Right now, there are teams that still need shortstops. The Giants have an aging Crawford at shortstop. They had $400 million set aside for Aaron Judge. They still want a shortstop. Okay, there's only two on the market that you want. If the Braves lose Dansby Swanson and he and he goes to somebody else and you're only left with Correa, who do you think the Braves are going after? The Dodgers lost Turner. They still might want a shortstop. So don't think the Dodgers aren't in on this. So the bidding war is getting worse and worse and worse. The problem is you've got to spend the money. You have to be uncomfortable with the deal. We're all going to feel uncomfortable with the deal, but that's the way it's got to be now Yeah, because well, that's – that's the bed you made. And I, yeah. I think, like, just looking at, like, some of the, the chat stuff, like, we know that the offseason is not over. There, right. There's still yes. stuff. But I think we're, we're, we're not saying that it's, it's over. But they, they deserve to have this fire lit under them. They deserve to have this pressure because the way that it looks mm-hmm. right now is unacceptable. It, it they goes, need you know to feel like? the pressure. It looks like when the Sox said they were going after Manny Machado— and then you went back and we found out their offer was $60 million below everybody else. And it's like, 
were you really going after Manny Machado? Right. right. Or were you just saying you were going after Manny Machado? They need, right. they need offers are on the table. How good are the offers? The fire should be lit under them. They have to do what Steinbrenner did. They've got to say, we'll give you another year and we'll give you another $40 million. Yeah. And if he says not enough, then you say, all right, we'll give you another year and we'll give you another $50 million. Now, I will say this regarding the Bogarts trade. Yes, the Padres are in a much better position to be able to give sure. out that kind of contract. One, I think Luke said it earlier, there's no guarantee that Juan Soto is going to be there in two years, right? No. And then number two, Machado might opt out. So, again, would I, if, if I'm the Cubs, would I have given Bogarts 11 years 280? Absolutely not. But the fact of the point, the entire point, though, is that you could have had a Correa for cheaper before that deal was made. And that that's genuinely why I'm upset. That's that's like it's well, it's shaping up into we, into like us looking back and thinking, wow, things could have gone differently if we just would have acted better. And we here's also, where the anxiety comes from, too. I mentioned all those teams. I forgot about the Red Sox. The Red Sox just lost their guy. Right. You don't think they're looking at it and going, well, maybe Correa is a better player. Maybe we should just give that money to Correa and make it a bigger deal. Right. The Red when Sox I, need a guy. I think like, go Dansby. You also get to a point, and we've talked about a lot of these guys. You mentioned Bryce and Machado contracts. Like, we're also at the point where the list of players that, like, the timing just hasn't been right for yeah. the Cubs. The contract yeah. was too big. The list is really long, you guys. And, like, at certain times, I, I understood it. I wasn't happy about it, but I knew what they were doing. I know the realities of this being a business, et cetera, et cetera. But this list is getting really long of players that they should have been in on over the last several years that are now just on other teams. And when Bryce Harper is in five years, and he's still in the middle of that huge contract, mm -hmm. if he's riding around the streets of Philadelphia hosting World Series parades, are any of those Philadelphia fans going to give a shit? We'll go back to Jason Hayward. When Jason Hayward was riding around the streets of Chicago and heading into Grand Park with the World Series trophy mm -hmm. clutched in his arms, were you sitting in Grand Park thinking, well, that contract's going to be bad in several years? No. no who cares? And, like, I, I see it in the chat, too, where people are like, well, why did you believe the Cubs? Why did you think they were acting in good faith? Because this is the point where we figure out if this – everybody's joked for like a few years like oh they just want to act like the rays like they got their world series this is the part where we figure out if that's true yeah. right because the trading and acquiring prospects rebuilding the farm system even though they could have spent money more during that time it made sense their system wasn't good they needed to do some of that stuff whether we were happy about it or not but at some point we were told that it would flip right they would be back right and if we go into this offseason and fail, and you can go look at the graphic that I think Marquis put out yesterday with what the lineup looks like right now. <laughs> Good luck with that. Get a barf bag before you look at it, right? Well, if that's what they're is. trotting out there, then it was a rebuild. They're not serious about making offers it's on big still players, a rebuild. And we shouldn't. Yeah, right. It, like, that's what it's going to show you. Is I mean, the same a, rebuild. Yeah, it's the, the same, same rebuild. rebuild is continuing for another year, and Bellinger would be now a trade chip at the end of the season. That's what that's what would happen mid season, yeah. right? So, Bryce Harper, we we mentioned that deal again. I want to pound this home. Bryce Harper changed the Phillies. Mm -hmm. He changed the Phillies. All those guys want to go there because Bryce Harper is there. The Phillies were in the World Series, 
because they signed Bryce Harper and everybody else wanted to follow after him. And they have some young guys coming up too. Great. Both, kings, both things can be true at the same time. You can restock the farm system and then you can go spend money. Mm. You don't have to just sit there and wait for the prospects to come up before you spend your money. Right. What you need to do is let the prospects get close. I didn't have a problem with it, not, not spending the big money last year. Stroman was nice. It was a decent offseason. I wasn't going to get angry about it. But now you're at the point where PCA is pushing AAA. And now you have Brendan Davis put, like, guys that are starting to push towards the major leagues. Don't let them come up and just look around and be part of a losing atmosphere. Have them show up and have them look at Carlos Correa and say, this guy's going to show me how to be a champion. He's been a champion. Right now, the only guy that can tell them how to do that is Kyle Hendricks. You can't have an aging pitcher be your guy. Yeah. Like, when Lester came here, he wasn't an old guy at the end of his career. Right. And, and to be clear, from, from my end, at least, like, you guys can think differently on this. To me, this entire, like, if, if the Cubs really fucked this up, I will absolutely blame Jed Hoyer for this more so than Tom Ricketts. That, that's where I am on it. I think, I think that, that's what they would want you to do. I, 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 I think it is more on Jed Hoyer if they, do not, if they do not get this done. If they do not get this done, this is more on Jed Hoyer. Listen, we all talked about Tom Ricketts the other day saying, like, openly saying that spend as much money as you want, whatever. And in a way, when you think about it, it's kind of a slap in the face because, like, you should have been doing that the last four years. But, again, I digress. But that's where I'm at. If Jed Hoyer... Messes us up again after not getting Correa last offseason. It just, it leaves me wondering, what if? And you know what? The only time in my sports fandom that I have ever thought, what if? Is if the Bears had a quarterback in 2018 and if Derrick Rose didn't tear his ACL. And I hate thinking about that kind of shit. And this is where the Cubs have put me. They have put me in this, in this scenario where I have to think about, well, what if they had signed Harper? What if they had signed Machado? And... And and in all these other scenarios, this like like you guys said, this is the time. This is the time to find out if this team cares about winning or not. If they care about putting their meat on the table and being a real freaking team, dude. Like, just frustrating because like, it's almost like they needed the freaking the freaking hundred eight year curse to to really want to put something out there. They tried years and year and year and year of my, of me and Corey's like existence and, and Luke's obviously but like especially <laughs> especially That's this especially this century ever like after the Sosa era they re, they you could tell that there were years where they tried to put something out there and win and a lot of it really fucked up but again not the point well, at like, least you saw that they tried and, and it, it right now it just feels like we're trying to create our own thing in in-house and not willing to go the extra mile to get yeah. the, the difference maker, the impact player. When it's, Sean mentioned this in the chat, and we talked about this before, like, I think they did pretty well on those trades of core guys, and we debated that, should they have done that, et cetera. He looks pretty correct on those moves, right? The Bryant deal doesn't look good. The Baez deal doesn't look good. Rizzo has been very good for the Yankees, but I think that's a, a, a very good situation for him that he fits very mm-hmm. well into. But... What we were talking about before is like if you nailed those trades, like what's the what's the point? You know? Right. If you did that to then just like wait around and like we're talking about these prospects, when is that exactly when those yeah. prospects are gonna be ready? But the only PCA w- is is nineteen years old or yes. twenty years old. When when is that point? It is not like 
2014, where it was really clear that all these guys, Baez, Bryant, Soler, Russell, Schwarber, they were all converging at the exact same time. Right. Right? That's not what's happening here. You have guys spread through all these levels. And like I said, the top two of your top guys are dealing with injury problems right now. There is no guarantee, and there is definitely no clear timeline. I see people in the chat saying, oh, it's 2024 because they don't have any money. 2025, which prospects is that? And how sure are you that that's all happening at the same time? There's no clear point where it's like, here's what they're waiting right. for. It's not like and the last time, just because so, the prospects are good. And the last time we were sold on like, like the entire thing about how the organiz- like how bad the organization mm-hmm. was internally. Just in, yep. and and the Theo one, was the savior. Right. We all and trusted the, and the Theo, one, and we were willing the to one lose thing, for a few years. The one thing and the one thing that's kept me, I guess, optimistic since they made all those trades at the deadline last year was that. Internally, they are significantly better than then. So now you have a better, you have a better, you're you're better organizationally. Now, okay, how long is it until you spend some money to really get this team put back on on the map? And on top of it, you let you let your best offensive player go to your rival. And again, I'm not upset about it. But again, but the 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 sole fact that that happened, if you don't get anything done. Like, it's just an absolute failure if they don't. RWB in the chat is saying that uh, Gordon Whitmire and Cap are both saying contract offer is well north of $200 million. So he's just going to go out and say, ah, oh, Jed has an offer of $280 million for 10 years or so. Would bump it up from there. You can't be talking about Correa because if they're getting Correa now, they're going to have to push four hundred. They're going to have to go close to what Judge got to get Correa. He was already making $35 million, guys, and he opted out. Because he wants big bucks. You're going to have to give Correa an average of at least $37 million, something close to judge, $37, $38 million a year, or you're going to have to go over the $400 million mark. Well, you have to beat, at minimum, you're going to have to beat those other two shortstops somewhere, right? Yes. He's either going to get a longer deal or he's going to get more money. Yes. Like, he's not going to settle for less than what he's not two taking guys less than Bogart's who he's got. better than. Yeah, no. right. If Bogart's getting 11 years, Correa can get whatever he wants, right? If he wants more years, if he wants a, a Brinks truck full of money, whatever he wants, because he's going to point to that and go, I'm way better than this guy, and he's older than me. So pay up. Somebody pay up. In some ways, some things have not changed at all from where we were at the end of the season. So that part is worth looking at, too. Like we said, going into this offseason, all right, so if they don't get one of the big shortstops, is it a bust? And everybody, to a man, said, yes, they have to get one of the shortstops. They, they have to get one of the shortstops. Well, you're halfway to missing out. You're halfway to missing out, so you're halfway to a disaster. Now, if you end up with Cody Bellinger in center and Mancini at first, and Tyone has been added to the rotation, and maybe they spend some money on Senga. Guys, that's not enough. And, and don't get me with Murphy yet, because the Murphy move, if you made that trade and gave up major prospects, like their best guys. Well, they, they want a major You have to do that player. after. Let's, let's bring in R.H. Herrera here. Ryan is here? Yes. All right, you Ryan Herrera. Hit, you want to hit an ad read quick? Yeah, let's hit the ad reads real fast. Real fast. Uh, let me get to it. Green Ridge Farm, a Chicago-based local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks, perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. All-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick. They are perfect post-workout snack or for 
binge eating while you're stressing over the Cubs. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they are made from recipes that are generations in the making and being all natural, they deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigeration section at Costco, Sam's Club, or your Chicagoland grocery stores. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are free simply using the code CHGO at checkout. GreenRidge Farm, simply natural meat. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, committed to helping families and businesses in their communities we serve, save money, and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC, commercial equipment for the kitchen, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. They can be done in person or virtually the last about two hours, and then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report that details energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will be an estimated energy savings, cost savings, projected cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy right now before the cold, cold winter hits. Energy saving tips to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. If you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, you can also call them at 855 433 2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd energy efficiency program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. Ryan Herrera is still in San Diego, correct? Still in San Diego. We got the media room behind me, but. Uh, so you're saying there's I'm, a. Wait, chance. Ryan, Ryan. I'm the only one here. Ryan, there was a tweet last night from John Morosi saying that this was you and Brendan. Is this is this accurate? <laughs> That's them. Yeah, that is them. That is you yeah, guys yeah. after they a night out. out in San Diego last night at the Jersey Swap? Basically, yeah, yeah. Game respect game. I love that Joey <laughs> swapped the huts okay. in that I, photo. <laughs> Why couldn't we? <laughs> I, I, I needed this oh. moment. Well, I is did Brendan not tall? This. I've never seen Brendan in person. I, he could be shorter than Ryan. Well, that's what I'm saying. I had, I had to come all the way to San Diego just to meet him for the first time. It, but he's a real person. Yeah, he is somehow. Yeah. He wasn't, he was pitch doctoring, I'll tell you that much, but um, <laughs> he was, he, he's, he's still pitch doctors out here in San Diego, but he is a real person. He's not just the cartoon head with, the, I, I wish Joey would uh, bring that, uh, that pitch doctor graphic he made months ago, back up yeah. every once in a while. That was a good one. He's, he's not a cartoon. He's a real person. He's a real person. I hope, I hope you gave him a ton of crap about not coming to the office yet. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I gave him enough for all of us, So, but you can still <laughs> add on if you'd like. Are there any GMs left? Is there any chance this is happening today? Like, are there still conversations going on? Because both the chat and the studio have, have an anxiety level now that some people are ready to vomit. Um, well, I, I do know that the Cubs front office was uh, – gearing to leave yesterday. Uh, I, I would assume that a lot of the front offices have left, if any are even still around by now. Um, so I, I, I do know we talked about, like, aren't the Cubs going to leave San Diego with a shortstop? Uh, or leave, yeah, leave, leave San Diego with a shortstop? Technically, they didn't because they are already, probably already back in Chicago by now. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't say that locking down a shortstop can't happen anymore. Um, we know that they are 
you know, still in on, on Correa and Dansby Swanson. That is the, you know, buzz around, around the winter meetings. That's a talk around town. Like, they're not giving up at all on that, on, on the pursuit of either one of those. Um, will it happen? It's going to be even harder now. You're seeing what, you know, Trey Turner deal was crazy. The Xander Bogarts deal blew me away. I was not expecting anything close to that. Um, so now you're seeing what the market looks like for those shortstops. Uh, it's going to be tough, and the Cubs are going to have to go out of their comfort zone to to get one of those shortstops. Like, if, if it takes 10 years to get Carlos Correa now, that may be it, and that may be more than what the Cubs wanted, came in wanting to give him. Um, but you're seeing that Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts both got 11 years, and they're older than him. So they're, they're going to have to go out of their comfort zone to get one of those guys, and it remains to be seen if if they you know will pull that trigger and, and, and make that deal. I mean, I I want to ask about all the other positions and names that pe- they might fill with other guys, and we've seen that in the chat. But let's be honest, it's all about the shortstop. Like, all those other moves would be nice, but they would not signal that the rebuild is almost over. What would show the rebuild is almost over would be spending money on one of these shortstops. And I think you're right, Ryan. Like, it's what I've been saying. Like, they've done this to themselves by letting guys go off off the board by letting judge go off the board, which trickled down to now other teams want to spend their money on a shortstop shortstop prices going up. I just don't, they're going to pay more than they would have had to pay four days ago. Do you think that's possibly true? Just having seen the Bogarts deal that now these guys are even more expensive than they were four days ago. I, I think they I think they will not because they want to, but because obviously like they, there will probably be a, a team that's desperate out there, mm-hmm. uh, and the Cubs the Cubs may be that team. Like who knows? They may they may be the team that ends up feeling desperate uh, and needing to to get one of those short stuff. I know Jed said the other day that um, you know they, they still got to run their own race. They're not going to change their plans, um, but you know plans also change. You know even if you don't want them to, like like things happen. Xander Bogart signs for an eleven year. $280 million contract, uh, and then you're left with two shortstops. So that is definitely a way that plans can change. Um, yeah, I, it may end up being that. And, and it, I think that goes for all the guys that signed. Like, I feel like everyone that signed big contracts so far uh, at the winter meetings like was above expectations, like Trey Turner above above what he was kind of projected to get. Aaron Judge, I think that was – I mean, it may have been a little closer, but that was still definitely above what he was projected to get. Um you know, Xander Bogart's way above what he was projected to get. So uh, it's, it's not just the Cubs. It's, it's any team that wants any of these guys is going to end up having to give up more than what they, you know, came in, what, what, what they were expecting to have to give up four years ago, or four, four, years, four days ago. Like, it's, that's where we're at. Four, four days ago, things have changed quickly in four days, and that's, you know, that's just what happens at the winter meetings. Ryan, I was curious, like, from your perspective on the beat and being around the beat writers and being there, as a as a as just a fan, it's been really weird. Like the what is it, seventy two ish hours? Like from Monday, we were getting all these. You know, the Cubs are spending; they're in on everybody. Mark Feinsand is tweeting about them getting two shortstops, right? And like, I feel like we're in a different world. Uh, just a few days later, does it when when you're deep on the beat? Does it do you have like a sense of that, or is it a completely kind of removed thing where it doesn't feel as I, like every report doesn't feel as like 
you know, end of the world-ish or violently exciting? Like, how, how does it feel on a beat perspective when things are kind of changing this quickly narrative-wise? I, I think from a beat perspective, it's a little different because, as, you know, as fans, you guys want to, like, have hope, right? You want you want the exciting ones to be the true ones, so you kind of grasp onto that. Whereas you're, you're more like, you know, you're on the beat, you're maybe a little more pessimistic or just right down the middle. And you kind of like you see the reports and you're like, but you also understand that uh, the reports change all the time. Like the Cubs have been in and out on different players all winter, but especially this week. And you've just seen it. They were, you know, they were in, all in on kind of Correa, according to some reports. Now Dansby Swanson, maybe their top target. They were, you know, one of the favorites for Xander Bogarts at some point in time. Like it's it changes so much. So on, on the beat, you kind of you pay attention to that kind of stuff. But you also know that just because. And it's not to say that the information, uh, you know, the, the national reporters get isn't valid. That's not saying that. It's just that the information changes all the time. And the Cubs don't have that much control over how the players and agents, what, what, you know, what information players and agents give out either on the other side of that. So when you're on the beat, you kind of understand that as the information changes, you can't just completely run with one thing. Uh, because that you know, until you have something concrete, you know, you have a signing, you have a, a, a Jamison Tyone signing, Cody Bellinger, you can't really run with it until that happens because things can change so quickly. And that's what you've seen this week. This week, things have changed so quickly over only four days like that. You know, the, win the winter, it, the winter things change because you, when you're just rumors, when it's just rumors, you don't know who's controlling those rumors. And so you kind of just have to be a little even a little more pessimistic than normal because you, you don't want to just completely buy into a rumor that might change. What you're saying is they need to be, they need to be flexible. You, you can't Matt Nagy the off season. You have to be willing to adjust the game plan at halftime, right? Like you have to move with the market. The Rangers and Padres and Mets are spending crazy amounts of money. Any normal human being can look at it and go, wow, those yeah. seem like crazy bad deals, but that's what the new market is. Yeah. So if that's what the market is, that's what you have to compete in. That's the that's just the, the problem. Yeah. So if you thought this was a bad deal before, maybe today it's not a bad deal anymore. And are are there other ways the Cubs can make up for this at other positions? Is there any way to cover up if they miss on a shortstop? Because for me, the worst look for them would be not getting a shortstop and mm -hmm. Correa goes back to another small market like Minnesota and you lost Bogarts to San Diego, and what if somebody else goes to Atlanta? Those, those markets are not bigger than Chicago. So how can the Cubs, if they miss on shortstop, circle the wagons and fix it? Like, what other, what other moves are left? Uh, <laughs> sign Carlos Rodon. You sign Carlos Rodon. Because like, you, you look at it, and one of the biggest holes on the roster that isn't you know, fixing the up the middle defense or, or and, and like the reason why Carlos Correa specifically was so intriguing and, and fit so well is because he checked so many boxes as far as shoring up up the middle defense brings a, a power bat, but also a reliable bat. Like that's like checking like multiple boxes of what the Cubs needed. And that's why, uh, you know, a guy like him or Bogart or Turner or even Swanson uh, fit this team so well. You miss out on those guys. I think the net, the other biggest hole on the roster is you don't have a front line ace type starter. You have, I think Marcus Stroman is a good number two. I think Justin Steele could be a good number. I think you have a couple guys that could be number twos. You know, at, at their best, number twos in in a in a in a, in a, in a rotation. 
Uh, but you don't have that frontline ace, you know, set it and forget it. This is going to be your guy, uh, you know, game seven of the World Series. You're, you're putting the ball in his hands kind of pitcher. Um, and so if, if you miss out and you, or you know you're missing out on those shortstops, like you're not reaching what they're asking for. You, ha- you Sometimes you have to change your plans. And, you know, Carlos Rodon is still out there. And his asking price is probably going to be really high, too. Um, but if you know you're not going to get one thing, this is your opportunity to maybe change gears and try to fill another pretty big hole. I mean, it may be too late from everything we've heard is they're not in on Carlos Rodon. They weren't in that that top tier pitcher market. Uh, maybe Kodai Senga is a guy that they could also uh, try to go full force at and, and try to lock down. I know there's a couple other of that like second ish tier uh, pitchers that they've been connected to. Um, but when you look at it, it's like if you're not getting any of these shortstop, like Carlos Rodon is a guy to at least kick the tires on and see what it would take to get him. I just don't. I, I'm not saying that your point's not correct, Ryan. It just doesn't make sense to me why the Cubs wouldn't find a way to get a shortstop but then go all in on Carlos Rodon when your up-the-middle defense is going to be sus with Nico Horner and Nick freaking Madrigal. Hey, you know? Hey, hey, no. don't say that around hey, Ryan. Watch Sorry, I, I didn't mean <laughs> to. Don't say that I didn't around mean, I, for the other reason. I didn't mean <laughs> to offend the short King energy stands, okay? It has nothing what, to do what, with him being no, short. He likes Madrigal. What? Everybody. Here's a, what uh, the way and, and to respond to that a little bit, Cody. It's Carlos Rodon is a pitcher that you. I mean, you see what he does. You see he can reach upper nineties. Like he's a guy that misses bats. Um, and so, I mean, up the middle defense is important, but it's not like he is a ground ball pitcher that needs those, that shortstop, that second baseman to be all over the infield. Like he'll miss a lot of bats, and that's why he's an ace. That's why he's a guy that you set it and forget it, and you try to figure out behind, you know the defense behind him later. Because he's a guy that you know can can get strikeouts, can get whiffs, um, you know, will get you know pop ups, that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas you have a lot of ground ball, but I get what you're saying because you do have a lot of ground ball pitchers on the Cubs. In Marcus Stroman, Justin Steele got a lot of ground balls. You know, Kyle Hendricks when he's Kyle Hendricks is getting a ton of ground balls. So you you do like that. That is a reason why that shortstop is probably the number one priority heading in. Right. But what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is if you if you're going to strike out and you know you're not going to get either of those two guys it wouldn't hurt to change gears and, and just at least kick the tires on Rodon and just see what it would take. It may, it may be another case where his asking price is too high and the Cubs want to go a, a tier lower. Um, but I, I don't, I, I guess I, it's late in the process, but I don't see, you know, where, why kicking the tires on that would be a bad thing. But fair. And I'm sorry to people in the chat who like magical. I like magical. If you've watched the show, I've, I, I've believed in him. The only thing that, He's just not me. Carlos Correa. Well, yeah, he's not Carlos Correa, and also he can't stay on the field, man. If yeah. he could stay on the field, if he could play 150 games or even 140 games, uh, if he had played 140 games last season, I don't think we'd be like begging for a shortstop. If he had played 140 games and played like he did in August the entire year last year, we probably wouldn't even be like like all in on a shortstop right now. We'd probably be wanting third baseman. Maybe, 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 maybe we would be for them to play third base or something like that. I don't know. But like, I'm just saying like that, this is, he is a big reason why we are in this market right now for a shortstop because he, he, he didn't prove anything last year. So that, that's all I'm saying. But again, good, you, you make a lot of good points and I agree. I, Rodon definitely would be the next step after 
if they don't get a shortstop. Yeah, so and, and that's not that's not saying he that he wants to come to Chicago at all. Right. That's that's completely not no you know I'm not reporting anything like that. I have no idea if he even wants. It to would come just to be like the, the the next big step or the next big name. Yeah. yeah, it's just logical. It's just logical to see what the asking price is there. It's it just is, it makes too much sense to me. Even if you're not serious about going at him anymore. Like you, you kind of been out of the rumor mill for Carlos Correa for a while, or Carlos uh, Carlos Rodon for a while. Um, it may, it may, you know, it wouldn't hurt to go back in there and just see, you know, reach out uh, and, and see what the asking price is there, because you know you're not going to get one of the other. And this is again, this is all contingent on if they miss one of these shortstops. That that should be another part of the plan. You know what would be an, a, a solid off season would be. Dansby Swanson at short. Nico moves over to second. You add Rodon and Tyone to your rotation. Okay, now now every I'm taking it all back. You may not have gotten and a catcher. And, and well, okay, I understand Vasquez. Maybe it's Vasquez, Vasquez. Sure. but that would greatly improve your team. There, sure. that's what I'm saying. Like the game isn't over for the Cubs. No, it's just getting late, and you need a home run, and you don't have home run hitters and, at and the, the moment. Like the, like it's it it doesn't look good. But there are ways to still save this and make it a really, really good offseason. Maybe even a great offseason. But I know we've been talking about Correa this entire time. Yes. But, like, with the Bogart signing, it even increases Swanson's market. And now yes, you're going to have to pay, you're gonna have to yes. pay Swanson more than, you, than he probably deserves. But do it before his wedding, then. If you don't think you're getting Correa, <laughs> then give all your money to Swanson. That's, I, I think I, the... I'm with you. I agree. I just, like... If you think Correa so is 50-50, if you think Correa is 50-50, then up the money for Swanson and say, all right, you're our guy, and we're gonna we're gonna go this way. We're gonna go great defensively. We'll add another starting pitcher. We'll add either Senga or Rodon, and we'll move forward. Yeah. I'd think, be okay with that. I think a lot of today and like in the chat and Twitter, et cetera, it's it's just a concern when you see like the Bogarts contract come in yesterday. Like, and, and Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I looked through a lot of predictions. No one was close on the years or the money. I remember early in the offseason, you would have thought that Bogarts and Swanson maybe were the guys you could get on less years. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people were like, well, maybe that's the way Jet will go. The, the reason that there's so much angst today, even with a long runway of offseason and two shortstops still to go, is that that is just a reflection that Jed is going to have to do something that he is on record as being horribly uncomfortable with. Like Bogart's getting probably four more years than anybody out there predicted mm -hmm. and at least $100 million probably extra, right? Like that, as you said, it makes you wonder, like, is Dansby even affordable, which people mm -hmm. thought, to what Jed wants to do. It's yeah. it's a little it's a little concerning and and Jed typically operates kind of quietly. Maybe they they do something, they make a decision, but it's just you see what happened yesterday, and you go, man, like maybe these teams are just going to get crazy, and Jed isn't going to want to get crazy, which is going to leave him trying to build a team and being happy about his long term contract stability, which is not. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, do you go to the do you go to games and think about contract length and Flexibility? I don't. Right. I just no, want them. When you I just want Hayward, them to win baseball over games. It. So only when you saw Hayward, but got to get well, over and it. And that's and that's like the Cubs' fault, though. Like they've made us feel like this because yeah, they've acted like they had PTSD since the Hayward contract. And I was, look, I was you know how small that contract looks now in baseball. Right. So I that's was how having these this, are going to look in five years. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend when she was driving me here today because I was telling her that Jason Hayward signed with the Dodgers on a minor league deal, 
And and I said, like, that's how bad it was at the end. And then I, you know, she looked at me, and, and she's casual, right? Um, she doesn't follow the team like we do. And she's like, oh, well, he won a bunch of gold gloves. Like, he, he was good. Like, And I'm like, yeah, but, like, his offense really just, like, it put the – it made the Cubs do – act the, or it made the Cubs act in a certain way that they shouldn't be acting in. And if he had – if he had continued hitting after the huge year he had with the Cardinals, I think the in an alternate universe, perhaps the Cubs are probably still spinning and maybe Rizzo and Brian are still out. here, you know? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he might, might have opted even out. Been like, here for very long. I feel like the Cubs, like if he would have hit, then like the Cubs wouldn't have wouldn't have this PTSD over a stupid contract that, yeah, like Luke said, is like nothing compared to like what guys are getting now. I mean, he, he at most he made like twenty five million a year. And again, like for for what he gave us it wasn't worth it. But still like it like we keep saying, it, every year it's going up. And let, so, like, let Correa, it's just so annoying that the Cubs are acting like this. Give Correa his $375 million. Give him the top floor at the Zachary. Or give it to Dansby Swanson as a wedding gift. It doesn't matter. One of those two has to happen. Ryan, did you get a donut? That's the last thing I wanted to ask you. Like, did, did you go to my donut bar? I have not. I have not. That's, that's the goal. Once, once we leave here, I, get, I, got a lot, I got a lot of time until my flight heads back to Chicago. Yeah, so but well, what time is it? Well, what it's did, noon there. They're running the out of the good saying, stuff. Listen to Stucky. That's yeah, how we oh, started by the way, the that's, been, that's been declared on the show. Always listen to me, Ryan. I know you're yeah. in San Diego, but I tried yeah. to tell these guys, once Judge goes off the board, the price is going up for everybody, and that's what we're looking at. So they're going to have to fix this. Please. I want an emergency podcast so bad for this team. Yeah. Yeah, we had a Cody Bellinger one year, seventeen and a half million dollar deal. That that Bellinger deal needs to be like the fourth or fifth best move. Fourth best move they make this offseason. If they're really gonna compete. And again, signing Carlos Correa or Dansby Swanson now. You cannot think, well, the Cubs aren't ready to win the World Series. No, so why would they spend? Again, you're building the foundation for the young guys coming in. You can't wait too long to do it. You can't wait too long to do it because you're never going to get free agents to come unless you overpay the first guy or you have an in with the guy like you had with John Lester. In this case, you're going to have to overspend. If you're a lot of players away from competing the best way to get closer to competing is to lessen the number of players you are (laughs) away from competing. It's a pretty simple formula, right? And if you're not going to spend on them, where are they coming from, right? You're going to bank on all all 10 of your top prospects hitting and being all-stars? Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out. You can't be outbid by San Diego, Texas, smaller market cities. You can't let the Padres push you around like they're the Dodgers. Stop it. Yeah, I think Joe is right in the chat. Ready to win is an excuse. Get better all the time. Absolutely. There's no reason not to. That said, I mean, if I'm a Red Sox fan today, I, they probably feel worse than we do. Sure they do. Spin zone. But yep. they could go spend money on Correa now if they well, wanted to. Give a, if they weren't going to spend that much for Maybe they Bogart. think Correa is that well, much and, better. I mean, the Red Sox Bogart's have led. their guy. Maybe they take Dansby off the market. The Red Sox have led Maybe. Bogarts and, and Mookie Betts Mookie go. Betts go. I, and they got to find a way to pay Rafael Devers. I, we didn't we didn't talk about this, so. but I do kind of want to get Ryan's thought. I mean, I'm I'm sure you, you can't say even if you did, but like, did you what did you see Albert Alzali's cryptic little tweet there? I did not see it. What? He posted I, I, the I, I, the uh, Stephen A. like shaking my head gif, 
What a, what a, yeah. What do you, what do with, you think with about no that? explanation or anything? We got with the beat it. writer here. Just Stephen A. Smith it? going. You're, you've got me. I, I couldn't, okay. I couldn't tell you what he's shaking his head about. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. We'll see. Us neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I ask. Yeah. I guess we'll find out, right? Maybe spring right. training. We'll, we'll, we'll get an idea. All right. Thanks, Ryan. I, I, again, donut bar. Don't wait too long. They're going to be out of all the good donuts. Sounds good. I'll find it. What, what do you have coming for us? I know, obviously, if something happens, you're going to write it from there, and it'll be all chgo.com. Um, you're going to write about Cam Sanders? Hey, they kept Cam Sanders. Yeah. He didn't go. He didn't go in the Rule Five draft. Like they, uh, that was good news. There's some good news, win right? The winter meetings. We win there. They they kept they kept a few guys on the off that were off the four you man not protected that uh, ended up not being taken. That I thought there would be a couple that definitely had a good shot. The two that got taken, I wasn't wasn't even really on my radar. Uh, yeah. As far as like those are going to be guys that get taken in the Rule Five draft. Um, so. Yeah, good, good for the Cubs. They, they protected the right guys, and they you know, were able to keep the ones that they didn't protect. Sounds good. Ryan, been doing great work uh, with the Phoenix guys, the Denver guys, and, of course, all stuff at allchgo.com. You can also follow him on Twitter, Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera, and hopefully he's bringing back some donuts when he comes. Oh, no, it'll be too long. Yeah. They'll be stale. They'll be stale by then before the time we see Ryan again. Um, but safe travels to him. Uh, DraftKings, Cody. Uh, you know what's going to make me feel better, guys? Winning a bet. When my when I win number two of my ten dollars to one thousand dollar challenge uh, that w- that we will be riding, or when I will that I will be announcing on uh, CHGO Bets Daily at three thirty today. That will make me feel better because at least I'm making some freaking money. And maybe I'll donate it to the Cubs so they can spend some freaking money, whatever. This time of year, everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But, but what about all the basketball? I, I feel that, you know. When I, when I throw down on the, on the NBA action, it's got to be with Draft, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlays. I want to parlay on Sunday. It was a, uh, I can't remember what it was, but I, I I'm telling you, I, it was a it was a it was a nice it was nice to win one. It wasn't a huge one, but again, nice to win one. Uh, also, Maryland sports fan, any any Cubs fans mm-hmm. uh, from Maryland in there? Well, uh, sports betting is now legal in Maryland. God bless, because before that, I could not imagine living in Maryland. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in Maryland. Download the app now and get it on, get in on the Holiday Hoops action. Sign up with code CHGO. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And when you place your bets, you can put your Shady Rays on. Uh, when you go and look at the loss, loss column. That's right. And if the Cubs don't sign anybody, we can hide our shame with our Shady Rays even. That's fair And too. you'll still look like you're a vibe. Uh, <laughs> Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. They set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. And the best part about Shady Rays... 
They have this insane protection program on all their eyewear. Lost and broken replacements. That's right. If you lose or break your shades, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in a lake, get a new pair. Off a cliff skiing, get a new pair. Step on them because the Cubs haven't made a move, get a new pair. They will replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you, holding them in my hand, just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. And Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated more than 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product, told our team that if anybody has a problem, they will throw profit out the window and simply do what it takes to get it right. Free returns, free exchanges. You either love your shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. Exclusive for our listeners right now, Shady Rays running their deepest deal of the season using the code CHGO. Again, the code is CHGO. 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. BOGO, baby. You can get two pairs as low as 54 bucks. Redeemed only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. I got to tell you, the chat, uh, I don't know how many people we've had on there so far today, but... I saw uh, we were nearly 300 at one yeah, point. Yeah, people are excited, and, yeah. and they're excited over the fact that nothing's happened. I should say angry, most likely. And that Collada is here. here Collada he is. is finally I knew arrived. we'd get here. I am mm. the only Cub fan that knows Ricketts won't spend. You guys are fooling yourself. He's freaking cheap. I will... I, here's yeah. what happens. If the Cubs don't get one of the shortstops... Right, if they don't get one of the shortstops, and they don't go all in on Rodon, Senga, get Mer- like if they don't make some major moves after that this offseason, if this offseason has less splash than last offseason, then we all need to go to our friends at Obvious Shirts and say the new shirt we need made specifically for us is I'm so- no, no well we could make the same shirt but you have to sell a lot of them. The shirt should say I'm sorry. Collada was right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Collada was right. Yeah. Very niche. I think he'd go to like, a, they have a t-shirt bar. Do they still have that in Wicker Park too? They'd make one too that said that. T-shirt Deli was the name of the place. I don't know if it's still there. I, I, will, I will personally wear that shirt on this set like at least once a week throughout all of next season. I would personally wear that at least once. One time a week. We're going to go back over to Winter Wonderland or whatever. You know how uncomfortable that's going to be if they don't sign a shortstop? I'm going there tonight with uh, with my girlfriend. Me and just Again. me and her. Well, last over the weekend we went with her family. Now it's just me and her. Wow. Now, see, this is, this, is, this is a date night that can't be canceled. This is dedication to his girlfriend because you're giving your money to the Cubs when they're not spending it yet. Maybe like that's the hard that, part to swallow. You're going to be skating around on that rink going, I can't believe they haven't signed a shortstop yet. I'm going to get that baked cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Whatever. It's, it's crazy. Like I, I, like you were saying, uh, Corey, I, I can't believe the narrative has switched this quickly. Maybe, maybe we should be blaming uh, Fine Sand, not... <laughs> not Ricketts and yeah, Jed I mean, and, and the Cubs and our own. Einstein's the one that threw out there. They might get two. And I, because I, we're so eager and so anxious, we were all gobbling it up. Like, when, oh, when the Bogarts, 
when the Bogarts news hit last night, I went to the the tweet that I quote tweeted of the the fine sand tweet, and replied to my own tweet saying, "This is a top five most painful moment of 2022." Like this, this me having to read this, knowing what's happened now. So, what's, yeah. what's more likely to happen? Um, Hayward goes back and hits 300 with the Dodgers next year, makes the team and hits 300, or Wilson Contreras plays with the Cardinals in the World Series. Not saying that either guy is say that one either more time. Moves wrong. Do you think it's more likely that Contreras would go to the World Series with the Cardinals or Jason Hayward would hit 300 with the Dodgers? Oh, Jason easily. Hayward would hit 300 with the Dodgers. No, I think it's easily the former. It's probably, yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be something. Well, yeah, I switched my pick now. That way I'm putting it into existence that I think that they're going to win again, and we know what happens when I, when I say things. I'm usually wrong. <laughs> so. Joe says Hayward or Contreras win the NL MVP next year. Book it. That's a bet I will not take. I'm – I look – all the best yeah. to Jason Hayward, but I'm not worried about that. I, I just want to go back over these because this is going to drive me crazy. It wouldn't surprise me if Hayward, though, like got back to being like an average hitter. I just, I just want, I just want. Then the Dodgers not, are a miracle because workers. because he's with the Dodgers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's only it. The Dodgers have <laughs> fixed so many dudes over the last decade. Like, wouldn't surprise me. I know we're we're past two minutes. I I just want to remind one more time why this needs to happen again. The Padres, the lowly San Diego Padres, a city of San Diego size compared to ours, and we're the number one team in town. Tatis, $340 million. Machado, $300 million. Bogarts, $280 million. They've got Juan Soto. they got you, Darvish. Then you go to the Phillies. They've spent a billion dollars since they signed that deal for Bryce Harper. The Cubs don't have a $100 million player left. Nobody make on a $100 million deal. You have to overspend. Make it happen. I don't care which shortstop it is. You have to overspend and get it done. Yeah, I'm with Niren. How many people in San Diego even care? It's sunny and 75 every don't. day. Don't. They're living off their 401ks at this point. It's brutal, man. This is absolutely brutal. And again, if the Cubs sign a shortstop between the moment this show ends and... Our show on then Monday. Then we'll delete we'll, this podcast so the Cubs never see it, and yeah. then we'll, we'll run the emergency. Again, I'm, we're, this, was, <laughs> this show was all about airing out grievances because at the end of the day, the Cubs could have definitely got Correa for a better price than last offseason. No matter whether he was going to wait until Judge was signed – this year, like in this, in this, yeah. free, in the at the winter meetings, if no matter what, like they still could have had him cheaper last offseason, and they just didn't do it, and now they are gonna have to pay more. And you know what? Like that's fine with me. It's not my money, like we keep saying. But is that okay with the Cubs? That's the big question. That's what we all are wondering. And if they care about their fans the way they say they do, and if they care about winning, they will do. Whatever it fucking takes. Thank you. Good night. We have to go. The Blackhawks guys want to talk about another rebuild in town. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. We'll see you for that emergency podcast when they finally sign a shortstop. Fly the W.